You are listening to episode number 51 of Wife, Teacher, Mommy, the podcast, Real Teacher Talk with Gasper Van Dazzo. From balancing teaching to being a stand-up comedian, we talk about birth stories, we talk about teacher maternity leave, talk about stand-up comedy, teacher influencers, and even how to pronounce the word Mario. So we get into so much in today's hilarious interview that you do not want to miss. here listening to Wife, Teacher, Mommy, the podcast today. I'm your host, Kelsey Sorensen, a former elementary teacher turned homeschool mom. Whether you are a teacher or a homeschool parent, my goal at Wife, Teacher, Mommy is to provide you with both teaching ideas and mindset tools to help you live your absolute best teacher life. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. Now let's go. Okay, you are in for a real treat on the podcast today. And this is like a different interview than I feel like I've ever done before. You can tell, so Gasper, when I emailed him, I emailed him a list of questions. Like I always do with our guests. I like to give them, you know, a little notice of what we're going to be talking about. But then I'm like, we'll keep it natural too. But this is kind of like a guideline. And then he was like, oh, these questions are great. But trust me, we'll be talking for like six hours and you'll know way more about me than you ever needed to know. And you know, when we got into the interview, one, we talked for quite a while before the interview even began. And then when we got into the interview, it was just so much fun. We got on so many tangents. I mean, if you listen to his podcast, which is called the Social Studies Podcast with Joe Dombrowski, and they are so funny on that podcast too. And they just talk about whatever. So we got into some random things today, but it was hilarious and a great sneak peek of what you're going to hear if you join us at Educate and Rejuvenate Winter Break. But let me tell you, he is hilarious. Once we got him confirmed for that event, I spent some time scrolling his Instagram, which you should definitely go follow him. He's at Stand Up Fandazzo. He has so many funny videos and he's like, his followers are so engaged. They're like liking and commenting on all these because they're so funny. And I was just laughing at them. And in fact, he's so good at stand up comedy that as you'll hear in this episode, people are traveling to see him go on tour, like paying hundreds of dollars to go on flights and attend these events. You don't need to skip the hundreds of dollars on a flight and join us virtually at Educate and Rejuvenate. It's going to be so fun. But for today um, on the episode, we dive into um, Gasper's funny social media videos, such as ones on teacher influencers. He's got a series going on about that. That's pretty funny. And he's got some great ones about observations and oh my goodness, just so much good stuff. Um, he, we talk about teacher maternity and paternity leave. We talk about balancing teacher life and then for him, stand-up comedy and dad life, um, how to pronounce Mario. You'll have to listen for that one. How he comes up with his stand-up material from his real life classroom experience, what it's like being a stand-up comedian and so much more. So now before we dive in, let me make sure to read his full bio as well. Okay, so here we go. Gaspar Randazzo is a teacher in his 11th year in the classroom. When he's not in the classroom, you can find Gaspar doing stand-up comedy where he talks about his life as a teacher and his experiences dealing with students from all walks of life. His stories range from students hating him and wanting to punch him in the face to them loving him and bringing him school lunch trays to eat during every period. These non-conventional teaching stories will have teachers and non-teachers alike finding themselves laughing and scratching their heads at just how outrageous they are. So I can't wait for you to listen to this interview. Like I said, it's so much fun. So let's dive right in. Okay, welcome everybody to the podcast, and I'm so, so excited to have Gasper Randazzo here with us today. Hello, you actually said my name right. That was so weird. Nobody ever says it right. I always just say, <laughs> they always say Gasper or Gaspar. It's like, I always say it's Casper the Ghost with a G, even though it's not, <laughs> it's not spelled that way, but I always say it's Casper the Ghost with a G. 
And then like my whole entire life, it's been butchered. So like when I was in school, like one time I had a teacher and she was like, um, Jasper. I'm like, oh no, it's actually Gasper. She was like, Casper. I'm like, actually it's Gasper. And she was like, okay, Geppetto. And then she called me Geppetto the rest of the year. And I hate her still to this day. Um, oh man. So that's my depressing story about my name. But every year on the first day of school, I always tell the kids that story. I go, listen, if I screw up your name, just understand that my first name is Gasper and it's always been screwed up. So when I screw up your name, just correct me and then I won't screw it up. Otherwise, you're going to hate me in 15, 20 years. Like I hate that teacher still to this day. But she <laughs> yeah, called me Geppetto. A- like that wasn't even freaking close. Geppetto. That's not even close she at all. She was just like, whatever Italian name. Yeah, she just picked any <laughs> Italian combination of letters and threw them in. So, but yeah, you said it right. <laughs> Yeah, that's an important thing to remember as a teacher too. Like, try to get your students' names like right, or at least try your best. Well, get them right, and then give them a nickname, and then make fun of them the rest of the year. (laughs) Just kidding, because I know you guys all use teachers pay teachers who listen to this, and that means you wouldn't make. (laughs) If you use teachers pay teachers, you probably wouldn't make fun of your students. So, don't do that. We were we were talking about that before this episode started. We'll have to, yeah. Yeah, you don't. You've never been on Teachers Pay Teachers ever. I I wanted to once, but then I just Googled, and then I found what I needed. So once, actually, you know what? I lied to you, Kels, because once I went on Teachers Pay Teachers and I squinted really hard and I looked at this free sample and I stole whatever I could off the free sample, and you know how because they give you the blurred image of it. Mm-hmm. I took all that information. I retyped it myself, and I made. I made my own lesson plan. Okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself and like your teaching and your family and then we'll, we'll get into your stand-up stuff too. So I'm a teacher. Obviously I teach high school in New York city. So I teach ninth grade, 10, I teach all grades actually ninth, 10th, never 11th and 12th, which is weird. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so I teach freshmen and seniors usually, which is like the biggest dyna- difference in dynamic. Like your kids aren't at that age yet. And I mean, neither are mine, but just seeing like, I have like freshman first period, second period, and then seniors third and fourth. And it's like night and day. Like the freshmen are still like making fart noises and the seniors are like, yo, mister, like I'm going to a club later. Like, it's like, whoa, you know, it's cool. It's wild. Like big difference. Yeah. Like they're like adults. Like some of them, I'm like, yo, you're actually like kind of cool. Like I would hang out with you if like, like if I was young, like I would have been like, oh, you're a cool person. Like, you know, and the freshmen, I'm like, get away from me, sit down. Don't talk to me. You smell, you know? So uh, I so I teach in New York City, though. Um, I've been teaching. This is my 11th year teaching. And my first two years of teaching, I taught sign language. And then I taught computers by accident. And then I've been teaching history for the last eight years. Like, it was a computer. It wasn't supposed to be. It was like I was supposed to be teaching history. And then they were like, oh, the computer teacher is not coming back. And then they were like, hey, can you go, like, teach history in this room with computers. And then they were like, Hey, you know what? The kids already have computers. Why don't you just be the computer teacher? <laughs> Which is like, did typical. you enjoy that? No, it was a nightmare. That was the worst year because number one, I don't know enough about computers to teach it. So I was like, all right, everybody like turn on your computers. And then they're like, all right. And I'm like, all right, we'll just like, you know, let's type something. Like there's only so much computering I can do. Like, I don't know enough about it. So like I would teach them like PowerPoint, you know, this is going back. 10 years. I was like, all right, everybody, let's do PowerPoint. You can't do, how long are you going to do PowerPoint? You know what I mean? I had them for a year. I was like, all right, now that we've, you know, did all the transitions in PowerPoint, let's move on to, you know, like, I don't even remember. I don't, you know, whatever. It was horrible. And then kids having a computer in front of them is a nightmare because they can't stop (laughs) doing whatever the hell they want to do. And then they would always like look up weird stuff and like they always found ways to get around the blockers. And I taught high school, so you could imagine what they would look up. Oh, yeah. And then like yeah. there'd be music playing all the time. And I was just like, what am I doing? Like I thought I was a history teacher. Like, why does everybody have a computer? And then they were like, like How did you... I end up here? <laughs> yeah. And they were like, Why don't you just try teaching them history? I'm like, nah, it's too late. Like, we're just gonna roll with it. Like, we're just gonna do six straight months of PowerPoint. So those kids are so proficient right now in a useless skill of PowerPoint because now everything's Google Docs or whatever. 
Yeah, I feel like PowerPoint is not used as much. I as still it use it. Sure. I still use it because I, I'm a profe professional at it, but they most people don't. So I don't yeah. know how to use Google Docs. I actually hate Google. I, I don't. I mean, I don't hate Google. Yeah. I hate uh, Google Drive. I don't trust it. And everyone's like, you don't trust Google, but you trust your flash drive in your pocket that's been there for 12 years. Um, yes, because I know it's there. If the internet's down, I can't get on Google. I got nothing. My flash drive's always reliable. I even told my wife, I was like, listen, if the house goes on fire, first I'm getting my daughter because she's two. Next, I'm getting my son because he's five, but I'll get him second because I feel like he'll probably like get his way towards the door because he's a little bigger. I said, third, I'm getting my flash drive. Fourth, I'm getting my wife. And she's like, what? And I was like, I've been with that flash drive for almost 12 years. We've only been married for eight. Like, I'm just talking realistic here. Like that flash well, hopefully drive your wife would be able to get herself out, right? Well, I was, if she was sleeping, I figured. <laughs> this is what I told her. She was like, there's something wrong with you. But it's a 64 gigabyte. You could imagine. There's like, I have like years of movies on that thing. I have like the Titanic, Saving Private Ryan, the full movie on a flash drive, you know? So like, I can't give that up. That's bringing me like flashbacks. I can't remember yeah. the last time I used a flash drive. Yeah, but... everyone makes fun of me. They're like, you can't even use it on a Mac. I'm like- Yeah, I, mean, I have a Mac here. I couldn't yeah. use it. Yeah. I have an adapter on my Mac for it. That's so interesting. I know. I also- I also don't trust um, online banking. So, you know, I'm like basically 1950s living in the present. Like, You're in the wrong generation. I don't put like my credit card information online, nothing. Like I don't, I, I dude, you're going to think I'm, I never bought anything on Amazon. Like my wife what? buys, like my wife has Amazon packages every day outside the door. Me personally, I've never typed my credit card numbers into a computer for Amazon. Like that, I'm like crazy. I think I'm crazy. So like I will go to a store, CVS, buy a gift card. I'll buy the gift card where it has like the, you know, the Visa pin, whatever, Visa gift cards. I'll buy uh -huh. a $200 gift card. Then I will come home with it. Then I will enter that information into a site and pay with that before I put my credit card online. Wow, I've never, I've never heard yeah, this from anyone before. This is fascinating. No, it's not. It's sick. I think I have a sickness. <laughs> so, like, if the bank calls me, I'm like, they're like, we got to talk to you about something. I'm like, I'm coming in. They're like, it's a two second thing. <laughs> Just say it over the phone. I'm like, nope, coming in because I don't trust it. Like, I don't want nothing. I don't know. Once my wife was like, she texted me during the day. She was like, I need you to send me your social. I was like, why? She's like, because we bought a new house over the summer. We moved. And she's like, I need it. So I was like, I'm not putting my numbers online on the, in the phone. She's like, I need it now. And you're teaching. So I sent her all the numbers to my social, but not in the right order. And I was like, you got to figure out the order. I'm like, good luck. I mean, I wouldn't want to text my social either. I mean, I feel yeah, like there's a time where I like, yeah, there's a line for sure. <laughs> so what I did was I said, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send a few numbers. Then I'll text you other stuff this way. Like if someone's hacking it, they like really have to read the full conversation to get the, the reference of why I'm sending the numbers. So like yeah. I did like, oh, then like I was like, hey, babe, miss you. Then I was like, you know, nine. And then I was like, oh, we have to buy tissues today. <laughs> so she's like, please stop doing this. And I was like, we need I was like, we need four grapes later. And then I was like, <laughs> I just had a wonderful lunch. It was a five course meal with the numbers. And she's like, this, you are so stupid. She's like, please. are you telling us your social right now? Or are you, I think I just the whole thing? gave you a lot. I just gave you guys more than enough. I've been okay, safe. Guys, let's see who can hack. <laughs> I've been safe <laughs> all these social. years. All these years I've avoided it. And I gave my social up on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, so I do, I have two kids. My son is five. He's in kindergarten. He just started kindergarten. It's been interesting. Love it. No, I love it. I love it. I, yeah. I, I, I'm so, I mean, he went to pre-K three and four and he's been in, um, like daycare and, and whatever since he was nine months. So yeah, we don't get leave really in New York city. You just like go back to work right away. You know, everywhere it's the same. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think, I mean, I was talking to some friends in Canada. They get it a lot better there. But yeah, they get here, like six not years. as much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got, like my wife, She, I got, I got the day off that she gave birth. They gave me the day off 
And then I was supposed to come back the How next kind day. Of them. And then, uh, <laughs> and then she got, uh, six weeks, but it was eight weeks if you get a C-section. So she got six weeks. Yeah. Since this is all, you know, there's a lot of moms listening to this. I think you guys can yeah. relate. All right. So let me tell you these traumatic stories. They're, they're funny, but they're not at all. Um, so my wife was pregnant. We did IVF. You know what IVF is? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, not everybody does. You know, yeah. yeah. It's like a Build-A-Bear with kids. You know, <laughs> they take like a little of me, a little of her, mix and match. So we did IVF. It failed a few times. My wife had some miscarriage. You know, it was, it was rough. We had a rough time. So we do IVF. She gets pregnant. Pregnancy's going okay. You know, normal pregnancy, whatever. All of a sudden, oh, well, let me backtrack. We did IVF since this is like a mom's, you know, on here. We did IVF and she was like, oh, my insides hurt. My insides, insides, insides. I'm like, okay. And so she, we ended up going to the hospital. She looked like she was pregnant. We go to the hospital. Her stomach was filled with blood. She had endometriosis so bad that it like infected her fallopian tubes and they like burst inside of her. Yeah. Ouch. So, that yeah. sounds terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. So they were like, hey, we got to take out your tubes. She was crying a lot. I was like, all right, we'll figure it out. IVF or something or we'll find a friend and get them pregnant. Um, so <laughs> we do IVF. She gets pregnant. She's six months into pregnancy. And we they announced that we were going to have a snow day. So I said to her, I go, oh, this is great. We're going to have a snow day. The next day, there was a huge blizzard coming. I was like, listen, I was like, do me a favor. She was six months pregnant, mind you. So like she was barely even showing. Joking with her, I go, yeah, do me a favor. Tomorrow, we'll just relax all day. Like we'll watch a movie. I go, you know, don't go give him birth in the middle of the night. Sure enough, two in the morning. She wakes me up. She's like, babe, I thought, you know, cause we were like married and like no kids yet. So we were still like super in love. I thought we were going to like cuddle, <laughs> you know, she wakes me up. She's like, babe, she's like, I, I, I wet the bed. I'm like, you wet the bed. Like what the hell? Now it's, <laughs> it's blizzarding out. We look out the window and she's like, that was so weird. Like I peed maybe from being pregnant. She stands up. Her water broke. Not like, <gasps> not like, um, like I thought when your water broke was like a little, like a water bottle squirt. This was like oh, a no. freaking cannon of water. Her water breaks. So I was like, first off, I was like, all right. I was like, don't stand there. Stand. I took the laundry. I dumped it on the floor. I said, stand on top of the laundry. Cause at least it'll absorb the water. Cause like, we don't need to bring a baby into this new house with a flood. So like, cause I thought she was going to flood the house. It was looked like there was so much water. We go to the hospital. It's blizzarding out really bad. All this stuff. And, um, we get to the hospital and they were like, oh, you're really early. You know, she was three months early. Yeah. So yeah. They, were, they were like, um, we're going to try to keep the baby in. Like she had no fluids in her. They were giving her all these steroids. Long story short, she gives birth after about four days in the hospital. Uh, she gives birth. My son wow. was uh, 10 and a half, 10 and a half, 10 weeks early. So he ends up spending like a, a month and a half in the NICU. So that was my first child's traumatic birth but he came home perfectly fine he's healthy he's great awesome but he was little for sure <laughs> he's still little but he's yeah. like he's like chicken little in a good way you know like and then my daughter so then i'm like all right like don't you know do anything stupid this time around you know like we don't need you you know giving birth early so we had she had to get progesterone shots or something her whole pregnancy she was high risk every week a doctor had to come to our house a nurse and give her shots it was all this crazy stuff. So she had a C-section. Everything was great. The baby was nine months. They pulled the baby out. Like a few hours later, we're in the hospital. I'm, I'm in the chair next to her. My daughter's sleeping. All of a sudden, my wife's like, I don't feel good. She looks at me. I'm like, what's wrong? She was like as white as a piece of loose leaf. I'm like, what's wrong? I, she just blacks out. So I run out into the lobby and I'm screaming. It's like three in the morning. I'm screaming for a nurse. They come in. They have to give her... Um, they take her blood pressure. It's like 32 over zero. So like, she was like briefly, like they like declared her like as if she died. So like, oh, wow. so they had to give her the shots to like revive her. Meanwhile, my daughter is like 30 minutes old and she's like choking on freaking some saliva. So I have her like, I'm like, oh, uh, hello. <laughs> I have another person over here who also needs attention. And I'm like freaking giving her like mouth to mouth while my wife has like every doctor in the place code blue in her and all this stuff. They ended up, she ended up her like uterus detached from her body. They had to give her like 11 bags of blood. And then they had to give her a hysterectomy. 
And like, they didn't know if she was going to make it. Then I was like, like, I'm going to have two, two kids at like under three. And like, it's, it was wild. Like, you know, but that's terrifying. So she died giving birth, but she's fine now. And now everything's good. So those are my stories of my children. <laughs> so before when you were like, oh, are you going to have any more? No, um, we are not. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> um, childbirth just doesn't seem to go right for us. And yeah. number two, IVF is super expensive. So like- Yeah, I have family even, members who've had to do it. It's so much yeah. money. Like in New York, we have like really good health insurance and it still came out to like $30,000. So That's per kid. Crazy. So I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm like, listen, you guys were real expensive. Like, you know, I you thought you were- <laughs> Like, yeah, like when we go to like self-checkout, I ring my son up all the time and I'm like, nope, not accurate. You were $30,000. <laughs> And you cost a lot more now that you're in school. A lot more now. A lot <laughs> yeah. more now. And baseball and, and chess. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's all good now. I mean, she's, she, you know, so this is a PSA to all women. If your doctor, if your body doesn't feel right and your doctor's telling you it's nothing and you don't believe him, you should go see another doctor because my wife did not. And then she ended up losing her tubes and it cost us $60,000. And then she almost died. So it is scary. So if you trust your body, that's what my wife always tells everybody. It's like, you know your body better than anybody. So trust your body. If it doesn't, something don't feel right, keep getting it checked out till it, it's right. Yeah. yeah. And I would agree with that too. I mean, my story is nothing like your wife's and your story of like, wow, that puts mine to like, no, listen, easy compared every, to that. <laughs> look, I don't, I don't know your story, but like everybody's is unique to them. Like when, when you went through it, it was the hardest thing you and your husband ever went through. So it's not yeah. like a, who has it luckier? You know what I mean? Cause like we always fall into this trap of like, well, this person has it worse. Like you could have it bad. And so could I, and we both yeah. persevered through it and it's all good now. Hopefully, you know what I mean? Like, so that's how I always like, you know, cause like even when we were in the NICU, like you're looking around and I'm like, wow, I'm like, we're lucky because like, our babies almost three pounds and there are babies here who were not, you know, one. And it's like, but you know what? It was freaking hard for us like to see, you know, yeah. when my son was born to put into perspective, he was so little that my wedding ring fit up his whole hand, up his arm to his shoulder blade, we, his arm fit. And I'm not big. I'm five, six. So it's not like I'm like Andre the giant. Like I got a little, you know, a normal five, six guy hand. So he was little and, but there were kids who were littler, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm just glad that, you know, they made it through that and your wife and your wife, you know, because I'm just, I'm more happy about them, yeah. but now she's cool too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so, oh. so that's my, <laughs> so that's my, my birth story. Yeah. Those are crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with you, like I was saying about like listening to your body because they kept telling me, no, you're not in labor. You're not in labor because your contractions, they need to be exactly clockwork apart. I'm like, but my mom wasn't that way. My grandma wasn't that way. I'm in labor. And so then, and I was, you know, it's like all three times that happened. And what like, they do, I never, they sent you home? Yeah. Or they're like, oh, you need to go walk around a bit more and stuff. And so then I'm walking around the hospital, like screaming and people are like looking at me and like this nine month pregnant person like screaming <laughs> they're like why are you down here you should be up there you know i'm not allowed <laughs> they won't let me yeah so that wasn't fun no, and then no, no. i could relate to the part because when my son came out he was not breathing he was like purple and i i didn't see it so my husband he's like i'm like looking over to see what's going on and he's like trying to keep a straight face and he did a really good job he says it was his best acting that he's ever done in his entire life <laughs> to like put on that straight face because yeah he was like you would have freaked out if you would have seen that so yeah it was it. so crazy cuz like when my son was born <laughs> they just wrapped him in saran wrap and they took him so like we didn't yeah. even see him we just like they they literally wrapped him up right away and brought him upstairs. The, well, the nurse took my phone and took a picture of him wrapped up in saran wrap so we could like see him. And then we couldn't <laughs> see him. Um, and then like I went up and saw him in the NICU before my wife. So oh, like, so that poor was wife. Like, yeah. I don't After like, all that. I know. And I was like, ah, I'm like, he likes me the best. He knows me most. <laughs> So. I know my husband got to hold my first, the one who that happened with first. And he was like taking his time, bringing him over to me. Like once they finally got him like suctioned out and everything. 
and he was breathing. <laughs> and I was like, get him over here. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. Like the also like what blows my mind about like birth and stuff is like, like, I guess, cause like this world we live in, everyone's so conditioned, like take out your phone, take a picture, take a picture, take a picture. So like when my daughter was born, it was a little more, you know, it was a normal birth. And like, she was there. Like the nurse is like, here, give me your phone. I'm like, no, like, I'm just enjoying this moment. Like I didn't yeah. have this the first time. Like I was crying because like, obviously I'm looking at this little being that like we just brought into the world. And like, I didn't have this with my son. And the nurse is like paparazzi, like in my face. She's like, <laughs> where's your phone? I'll take a picture of the moment. Like you lay eyes on her. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm laying eyes on her right now. Like the moment passed, like we'll take yeah. a picture later. And like, they took like all these weird pictures of my wife, like <laughs> with anesthesia. She didn't even like know where she was. I was like, no, I don't want these. I just, you know, it's weird, yeah. but I get why people do it. It's nice. But it really is like the most magical moment. And I feel like a picture totally can't capture it. Like just that when you get it. Well, also the pictures look horrifying. Oh, they do. You're like, yeah. ah! <laughs> the woman's always like screaming in pain. <laughs> like the baby's crying. Yeah. The dad's confused. Like that's every one of those pictures. Like that's not like a good family photo. Right. The and woman, not one you're gonna hang on the wall. Or yeah, because like you're half you're half naked. <laughs> like you know, yeah. the gown's all messed up. There's blood everywhere. Like it's a crime scene. And like we're supposed to take a picture of this? No. So, but yeah. So the nurse took it on her phone fo- on her phone and then like airdropped it to us because she was like mad that I didn't take photos. I was like, whatever, lady. And then like we had my daughter and what you said, your son's three. Um, well, so I have a three-year-old son and then the one who, the one I was just talking about was eight. Yeah. So my daughter will be three in March. She was born the day COVID started shutting down everything. So oh, like, no way. And you're in New York. So that oh, was like, the we were like center. She was born and then they were like, everybody get the hell out of the hospital, like COVID. And then, so like no one could see her. It was a lot. And then my wife died the next day. And then like, so like we couldn't even go up. I mean, I could be up there, but her family couldn't come up. And then like, we had this baby, but COVID was like real. And then like, they were like, don't come near the baby. And I was like, Hey, like I'm about to be a single widow dad. Like I need help. Like my wife might die. Like I need people here. You know, it was wild. So, and then we took her home and they were like, okay, don't interact with anybody for the next few years. So she was like born into a covid house it was crazy it was like you know you went in and things were normal and then out yeah. and well, definitely tell, not normal but i tell her like when she was born she stopped the world that's what i always tell her <laughs> like i'm like <laughs> i'm like you stopped the world when you were born she's like yeah daddy i stopped the world they don't even know what covid is my kids like they don't didn't even yeah. register to them my son's like remember when we had to wear a mask in school that was silly because he was only two you know, so yeah. like, he didn't freaking know what the hell it was. Yeah, my oldest, he was like really scared and like wanting us to like, oh, wash he was everything. Old, and or, yeah, you know, yeah, he was. Let's see, he was like what six or five? I don't know. I can't. I can't even keep track of <laughs> yeah. the times anymore. I feel like it all blends together. But but he's already kind of like our kid who like he would wash his hands like after anything, which is because like I'm not germaphobe or anything or my husband either, but he just somewhere picked this up where he just needs to wash his hands after like everything. So when COVID hit, that was very, very concerning to him, you know? Yeah, of course. So I guess, um, I mean, we talked a lot about parenting stuff, <laughs> which I feel like is awesome. Well, that's what I was telling um, you. Like when you were like, oh, I got some questions. I'm like, listen, we'll get to whatever. We're going we'll to end up just talking about random things on whatever. Well, I love you and Joe's podcast because you just talk about whatever. And it's so like, I haven't li- like, I haven't listened to a ton of them, but the ones I've listened to, I'm like, they're just so funny. Like oh, just talking you. about well, like. So for Whatever. those of you who don't know me, I, I do a, myself and Mr. D times three, Joe Dombrowski run a podcast together. And, uh, we, the best part of it is that, um, we do, it's called the social studies podcast if you want to listen to it. But the, um, best part is like, these are like my, I'm just showing Kelsey right now. Like these are our notes before we go on, <laughs> but it just says the word Egypt. And like, so Joe and I will be like, he's like, you ready? And I'm like, yep. And he's like, me too. We have You're no questions. You're going to my note. <laughs> nothing. It just says Egypt and it's circled and we, that's it. And then like, I'll be like, oh, Joe, you know, whatever. Like, oh, I had this dream that I was in Egypt. Then we end up talking about Egypt. Then we talk about travel. Then we talk about things that happened. He ate an egg roll once in 
traveling. And then I'll talk about China because I went to college there. And then we're like, the podcast is over. All right. Well, uh, like we just talked for an hour. About- next week, guys, <laughs> we swear we are going to like every week we say we're going to read fan email, like uh, people's emails. We read one email. Then we talk about the email for an hour. And we're like, we really want to read more emails. But also like he's on the road touring. I'm on the road touring. I have two kids. I'm still a full-time teacher. So like a lot of it is just like, we try not to talk too much during the week because we always say, let's save the conversation for the podcast. But in reality, like, well, we could both talk a lot, but you know, like we have topics (laughs) that we always like, we're like, oh, we'll do a Christmas episode. And then like, I'm like, oh, today in school, a kid lit a desk on fire. And then that becomes the conversation for 50 minutes. And then we're like, oh, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. (laughs) Screw it. (laughs) I guess we're not talking about Christmas. Like, you know, but we do try. We try. But thank you. We like to do a great job. We like to say it's good because you can listen at any moment of the podcast and there's no continuity with the last minute. (laughs) Every minute's a different minute. (laughs) It's just an hour of nothing. But I feel like a lot of like teachers, there's so much stress that having something that they can just like laugh at and it's just like. Well, like whatever we do try to make this very clear that we're not like a teacher podcast. Like there are tons of like teacher podcasts out there. We are a, we are a podcast of two teachers, but anyone can listen to it. Yes. Because like, that's a big thing is because like people always write like in the reviews, which is like the nicest comp is like, whatever is that like, I'm not a teacher and I listen to you guys every week or I'm a nurse, I'm a this. And it's like, all right, that's good. Because like, in reality, if you listened, we rarely talk about teaching per se. It's more just like life. And then it's like, oh yeah, by the way, just like if you were a doctor and you were like, oh, I had a patient today. Let me tell you this story. It's kind of like that, you know, but it's a lot more about like his life on the road, mine on the road, plus mine at home, you know, his at home. He just bought a house. I just bought a new house. Like, so we're just kind of talk about everyday life stuff. Like last episode, we talked for 20 minutes about air fryers. So if you- <laughs> Air fryers are if pretty awesome. you want to learn about air fryers, <laughs> go check out that episode. We were like, at the end when we hung up the with the recording, we were like, was that boring? Like, did we literally just talk about air fryers for 20 minutes? And he's like, yeah, but we gave so many recipes. I'm like, yeah, uh, let's cut some of that. <laughs> Um, no, but it wasn't about just air frying. It was, I bought my wife an air fryer for Valentine's Day one year. as a, I thought she would like it. She did not. Um, and I thought she would want it, but my wife doesn't really like to cook. So I do more of the cooking in the house. So she was like, you bought a gift for yourself. <laughs> that was very nice of you. <laughs> so, you know, then that led to us talking about gifts. So it started with the air fryer, but we did talk about gifts. And a lot of air fryers. Oh, I look forward to listening to that one now. <laughs> if you like air fryers, it's the first 20 minutes of it. So That's awesome. But yes, yeah, so but we do have a podcast together. So the social studies podcast with Joe and Gasper. So with that, like so I've heard you talk about and we've talked about your kids and their births a lot, like in this episode even. So how do you balance like your teaching, you're doing stand up and then your dad, like I don't know. all the things. I don't, you know. don't know. The the number one like comment I get if I'm ever like on the road is like, how are you alive? Like, how are you not like exhausted? But the thing is, so it's, it's twofold. One, I genuinely believe that if you want something enough, you're going to do everything in your power to do it, you know, and I want multiple things. So because yeah. I want multiple things, I'm not willing to just be like, well, like, I just want to be a dad and that's it. And that's, that's not throwing any shade on anyone who wants to do that. Like that's right. Listen, my number one priority is to be the best dad that I could be. Everything else is just things. Teaching's a job. Comedy's for fun. But being a dad is the most important thing. Like if I screw this up, my kids' lives are ruined. Like I don't want to be that, you know? So like Mm -hmm. number one is like taking care of my kids, but I also want to be a comedian. I also want to be a teacher because I genuinely like it. I also want to be a good husband. So like, you know, to do all that, you have to just, it's a lot of juggling and a lot of managing. Like I get up at five 30 in the morning. We wake my kids up. My wife gets one kid ready. I get the other kid ready. Then I make breakfast while my wife is, you know, getting my daughter ready. You know, like it's, it's a lot of teamwork, a lot of balancing. Then, you know, we pack lunches, we drive the kids to school. Then I go to work. 
Then I pick up a kid, she picks up a kid, whichever one of us is further along on the trip with traffic gets the kid who's further. Like, you know, it's a lot of balancing act. And then we get home. My wife runs a business. She makes jewelry. It's true warrior jewelry. That's true warrior jewelry. We'll link um, to that. <laughs> so, um, but it, she makes jewelry. Her, her business actually started because of my son. When my son was in the NICU, she um, needed something to just like kind of take her mind off it because our whole life was just, we would wake up, I would drive her to the hospital. We would spend time at the hospital. Then I would go to work. Then I would pick her up from, I, I would then leave work early go to the hospital. We would stay till seven 30. Then they would kick us out to do rounds. We would go out to eat. Then we would come back, hang out with my son till like 10 o'clock at night. And then we would go home and then repeat. And she couldn't sleep. So she started just stringing beads together and like, just as like a little hobby. And then a lot of the nurses were like, wow, those are really pretty. And like her friends were like, those are really pretty. Where'd you get them? And she's like, I made them. And they were like, cool. Then people started reaching out to her and were like, Hey, do you still make those bracelets? So it started as this little hobby and now her she was on the cover of Cosmopolitan magazine. Her jewelry was in the Sex and the City movie, uh, the Sex and the City reboot of the TV show. Um, That's so cool. It was on like all these TV shows. It was on MTV. It was on a bunch of HBO shows, a bunch of Netflix shows. So it, it started as this little hobby just to pass the time and now it's like a full-time business. But she also still works a full-time job as a school social worker. So then she works, then I cook, you know, whatever. I'm doing stuff around the house. Then we eat together. Then we put the kids together and to bed. And then I come down and then I do my videos and I film my podcast and I edit my videos. And then I go to bed at like 11 o'clock and then I do it all over again the next day. But once again, it's one of those things like, that's what I want to do. Like, I want yeah. to be this. So. I can't stop now. Like this is, and it's hard. Like when I travel, it is hard. And I don't, I try not to travel a lot, but unfortunately like there's money to be made in other States. So like, right. I do go away on some weekends and it sucks and I feel bad and it's hard on my wife because she can't work when I'm away because you know, it's hard with a two year old to make beads while you make know, jewelry. Yeah. yeah like a two year old's <laughs> hanging on you. So like, that's something like we're managing and, just making it work you know it's we, yeah. it's just it's difficult like that's like anyone who like people say like you make it look easy like maybe i make it look easy but it's not easy it's it's strenuous like social media as you know is like a full-time job oh, <laughs> just yeah. answering messages con you know video and and you know like i post a lot of stuff i put out a lot of content because i'm mm -hmm. in a classroom i'm really in it with you guys so like if I am teaching and something funny happens. I make a video about it and I'll post it. Just another thing to add to the plate, like dealing with social media right. stuff. Like I want to come home and just like eat a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch and shut my brain off, but <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You know, except on Sundays, right. I watch football for three hours. That's my, my one thing I tell the kids, I don't care what you guys do. You could draw on the wall with permanent marker. Like all I ask <laughs> is that I watch one Three hours of TV a week. That's it. That's all I watch. Three hours a week. I don't watch any shows, nothing, just football. That's it. Yeah. Is football big in Utah? Yeah. A lot of people watch football here. What yeah. teams do you guys? We, we don't have our own, we yeah, don't have our own right? team. No, I'm saying like what college. team do you guys root for in like NFL? Um, well, it's not, people don't all root for the same team. Oh, it's not. No, because like some areas, like there's no team, but everybody roots for. Yeah. Here are summer Broncos, summer 49ers, usually, of NFL. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. I guess that makes sense. It's your two. Yeah, Denver and bordering San states, Francisco. Kinda. Yeah. Not yeah. far. All right. That's cool. Yeah, I know. I'm like, we should have our own NFL team. That would be no, cool no. if we did. Not <laughs> everybody can't have one. It's true. <laughs> they already it's got true. Their, you know, that's the thing. Like, It's funny because like, my wife's like, how come there's no team here? I'm like, there's 32 teams and just to put into perspective, like three of them are in New York. You know what I mean? Like the Jets, oh, the yeah. Giants, and the Bills are all New York teams. Like, so that's three in one state. There's 50 states. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. yeah. Like not, and, and a few places have more than one team, you know, Florida's got three teams, you know? Yeah. So they don't all have one. So like, they don't all have one. New York and Florida both have three teams. It's six teams. There's only 32 in the whole league. 
six of them are in two states, you know? Yeah. The main reason you're going to laugh at this, that I would wish that we had an NFL team is just we had the stadium. So Taylor Swift would come here. <laughs> are you a big Swifty? <laughs> Yeah, we actually did get tickets to the concert. Oh. I don't know if you heard about the whole thing. Oh, I heard. Masters. I heard. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Everybody Where did. are you going yeah. to see her? Um, Arizona. Is yeah. That, so you're traveling to How far is Arizona yes. from Utah? <laughs> like 10 hours to drive. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Are you going with your husband? Yeah, my husband and a couple of our friends, we're going to drive down there. And then, I mean, and I have some friends down there too. So it's kind of like a multi-purpose trip. Like All right, that's cool to then. get to visit them too. Are so, you guys going to stay the night or go home? No, you can't go home after that. We'll stay. Yeah. We'll make it a trip. Like, yeah. Not just the concert. Okay, yeah. good. Because that's like, <laughs> that's a little much. <laughs> oh, I know. And the funny thing is like, I like Taylor Swift, but I'm, I haven't, like, I'm not like one of the crazy. No, I you mean, are. I don't want to call anybody crazy. You I are. mean, I guess I kind of am. You're We're driving 10 hours to <laughs> go see a $5,000 concert or whatever the hell. We actually, I mean, we got pretty decent tickets and they weren't that much. Like I paid, so we got six tickets because I'm like, well, why would I not buy the maximum? Because I know so many people who want them. And so for all six, it was like 1300 or something, even after the fees and everything. So or $210 a ticket. Yeah. That wasn't bad. Is it? I don't know. I mean, I don't put my credit card online, so. <laughs> So you're like, I don't even know. I don't even know how much things cost. You're like, you sell your tickets on Ticketmaster, but you're not buying any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I trust it for me, just not for anybody else. I, um, No, I don't know. Yeah, I, I saw Paul McCartney. The most expensive concert I ever went to, I saw Paul McCartney because I was like, he's probably not going to live forever, you know? And he's a yeah. living legend. He's a Beatle. And my wife's like a big Beatles fan. So we went and we saw Paul McCartney we sat like literally like our noses were bleeding and we paid $250 a ticket. And it's like, it's wild to think like he filled the whole entire stadium. We, and we drove to Washington to see him cause he wasn't in New York. Oh no, he was, but the tickets were like $800 in New York. So I was like, we'll make a trip out of it, you know? And uh, I just like looked around and I was like, this guy is so rich. Like, that's all I could think of. Like, if everybody just in the back row paid $250, that's right there, you're a millionaire. And now let's just move yeah. up seats and more seats, like to the people who paid $900, $1,500, yeah. you know, like it's wild to think how much money. Yeah. How much, I wonder how much they get versus like the stadiums and like well, how they'll, that all They'll probably down. get like, I would say like like usually in like comedy, right? It'll work like the, they'll give you like 75% of the door. So like whatever oh, the okay. ticket sales are, you'll get 75% of that. But if you're Paul McCartney, you could say, no, you want me to come to your stadium. I want 95% of the door. I want 100% of the door. 100% is too much, but you know, like 90% yeah. of the door. And then, you know, they'll make their money off of drinks and they'll make their money oh, yeah. off of merchandise and they'll make their money off of all the, the fees. All and, the people spending money there. Yeah. yeah. Like, so they'll make their money. I don't know how it works in like a giant venue, but like in a, <laughs> in a smaller place, that's, they make their money off the drinks. That's why they don't care about giving yeah. you, okay, we'll give you 70% cause we're going to charge a two drink minimum. Therefore everybody who walks to our door has to spend $30 on the two yeah. drinks, you know? So like, that's how clubs make their money. And then they'll take a cut of your merchandise or they'll take a cut of something somewhere along the line, you know, and most people don't just drink two drinks, you know? So, right. <laughs> so like a club will make their money. Interesting, so right? So interesting. I know, like these are things like I never knew until I started doing stand-up. And then I was like, huh, like that that makes sense. Like you, yeah. you made like a comedy club can make $100,000 in a night just off of like tickets and drinks. And I'm like, that's insane. Like that, not, not, not for insane. me, but like, you know, for like, uh, yeah. like, you know, uh, whatever, I don't know, Kevin Hart coming in charging $200 yeah. a ticket, you know, just do the math. You know, they're making like $500,000 just off tickets. They'll give him a yeah. lot of that, but it's a good industry. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. That's why people don't stay teachers if they're comedians sometimes. Anyway. So good. So what was anyway. some of the, I know you had a lot of questions for me. I'm sorry. I know I talk a lot. This oh no, this has been like really fun. I like, <laughs> thank you. Talking about 
all this different stuff. I'm sure people will find it really entertaining. But I kind of want to talk about like your stand up because that's what we're having you do oh, yeah. later this month at the event. Yeah, so you guys <laughs> so, should come or you're already yeah, there. You should come. It's going to be fun if you can't tell. <laughs> um. So yeah, so my stand up is for teachers by a teacher, by a real teacher, not a you know, I am very much in it with you guys. And like all of my stories are true. And if you have ever been in a classroom, you will relate to them because they are true. And I do not teach in the greatest of schools. So if you are um, maybe in a rough patch in your teaching life, (laughs) this might help you (laughs) realize that it could be worse Um, (laughs) and that you could be inspired to be better no i'm not going to inspire you probably you won't be inspired <laughs> you might be like you'll what get, the you'll hell? Get laughs and then they can come to me and chrissy for the inspiration part i recently just found out what a parking lot was you know what a parking lot is the thing you put by the door with the questions oh I'm, wait no oh that's not a th- oh maybe okay maybe i'm not dumb then i thought i was just dumb <laughs> A part, they like, put by the door with it's the like questions. a piece of chart paper. They put it by the door and the kids are supposed to like leave. Um, they're supposed to like leave a post-it of like what they didn't understand. And then I'm supposed to go over it the next day. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, we just didn't call it that. Yeah. Well, they call it a parking lot. They were like, why don't you try <laughs> in your, the, after I got observed, they're like, why don't you try a parking lot? I'm like, wait, teaching the parking lot. They were like, <laughs> no, for questions, further questions. I was like, now nah, we're good. And they're like, no, do that. We have to ask like our Facebook group, like, do you know what a parking lot is? And then some of them will be like, where you park your car? Like, no, be like, do you know what a parking lot in a classroom is? I bet you they'll know. It's a popular education term. So I've heard if you're into rigor, if you're into the rigor, if you're into rigor, if you're into all that differentiation stuff. Oh, man. Actually, I have a question for you, Kels. Now, do I see the people when I'm performing? Like, yeah, so you will. Cool. All right, good. This way I can make fun of some of you guys. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I don't want it to just be me talking to blank screens like we were back on the Zoom days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be on Zoom since we're virtual, but you'll be able to see him and there's a chat and yeah. Yeah. Good. I like that. No, I want them to even talk. I like just chaos. That's how I run my yeah. classroom. You know, like they say, like, <laughs> controlled chaos or whatever. I, yeah. I take out the controlled though. It's just chaos. Just, just chaos. Whatever's <laughs> happening is happening. And I just love like even just all the videos I've seen on social media because I haven't seen one of your full shows yet. I'm really looking forward to that. But your videos are so funny. Like you have several about observations that were just hilarious and so relatable. Thank you. And the one about um, I was with my husband when we were watching and there was like the right hand and the left hand. Oh, the do you know which one I'm talking about? (laughs) Of course. That's my I mean, you were doing it. That's my go to. Well, we'll save that. We'll save it for the show. We'll save that for the show. Yeah. Because I'm going to talk about it. It was so good. But thank you. They, um, well, the thing is like, that's the thing. Like people always, it's funny because people always message me and like, oh, you're always spot on with these videos. I'm like, I'm a teacher. Like this is, I'm literally in the PD just like you right now. Like, so of course, like, you know, that, that's like always what I say to them. Like, cause it's not, it's, it's just what we do. You know what I mean? Like, and what's cool is like what I've learned from like traveling with like doing a lot of this teacher stuff too, is like, it's so funny how things are so the same everywhere. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, like, cause sometimes I'll post something and I'll be like, Oh, is that too New York specific? And then like, I'll post it and like, you know, it'll get shared like 30,000 times. And I'm like, Oh, maybe not. Like maybe that wasn't New York specific because like, yeah, it, it's crazy because like everyone's going through the same thing. Like, you know, I, I mm-hmm. do a lot of jokes about like how like a kid punches a teacher in the face and they get like a pizza party, you know, like how like there's no discipline anymore. And I'm always like, is that just a New York thing? And then like everybody's no, like, oh, definitely not. Nope. Like, That's how, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So like yesterday I did a I did a, a, a Christmas party at a school. They hired me to come do comedy. First of it was in like. A, a building that was from 1970 and I was in their basement. It was like the most depressing party ever. And um, I was, I was the entertainment and it was just like, but I was like saying stuff to them about that, like that whole concept of like, you know, if a kid hits a teacher, like what, ha- and like everywhere it's the same. And I was in like the middle of nowhere yesterday and they were like, Oh yeah. Like 
we just give them candy. And I'm like, okay, cool. So then you guys are going to appreciate these jokes because otherwise, oh, like, man. you know, so it's cool. Well, not cool, but like this whole restorative justice movement, you know, and like de-escalation and all these buzzwords. It's like, that's everywhere. So, yeah. Well, and we did an episode recently, so I have sometimes where they'll send like audio clips in or like their tips. So we're kind of like, what are teachers seeing with like the social emotional skills in the classroom right now? And we heard from mostly like elementary teachers and are like, they're at least like two grades behind in like their skills. And so it was mostly just kind of like hearing everything that was going on. And then like some would share tips and others would just be like, I have no clue, you know? So No, it's yeah, just kind of coming together about it because it's a problem everywhere. And and that's the thing. And like, I like to say, like, I love teaching. I really do what I, I don't really want to ever leave teaching. Like I I do enjoy it. Like I, I, I like the teaching aspect. I don't like the behind the scenes. I don't like lesson planning. I don't like PDs. Like I'm already developed, whatever it is, it is like, (laughs) I'm not trying to develop anymore. I feel like teachers need this like release, like And that's what's so cool. Cause like when people come to the shows, they're always like, this week was really hard. And like, I needed this like to feel better. I'm glad that people can laugh at it. And then they feel like better about their own careers. Like I don't bother me that I teach bad kids. I don't care. It's cool. Fine. Yeah. Because like, I feel like when teachers watch you, they're like, oh yeah, he gets it. And you're able to share like these experiences and they're like, okay, it's not just me. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like when I, especially when I post those videos, like, after you get observed, people are like, I thought I was the only one who would sit in my room and cry. And I'm like, no, we all been there. Like I, I, and I, you know, it's funny. I filmed this video today, but I didn't post it yet. But like teachers, when your co-teacher calls out, but they had the lesson plan. Right. And, oh, and yeah. so it's just like me just like playing with like my finger, like just looking around, not knowing what to do, whatever. So, but I was telling it to people and they, and in my school and they were like, oh my God, like, I feel so much better. They're like, when my co-teacher's out, I have no clue what to do. I thought I was like the only one. I was afraid to ask anybody. And I'm like, no, I'm like one person's usually like more content and one person's more, you know, the, the, um, you know, delivery like, of the content. Yeah. Like mixing it up. For th- no, like, yeah. I, I, I'm like differentiating it and all that stuff. Yeah. I was like, but like in my class, like I've been teaching 11 years. My te- my co-teacher hasn't. So she doesn't know the content like I do, you know? So she kind of just like, is like, all right, whatever you think. And then I say it. And then she's like, you know, guys like the Spartans. Like, she's like my hype man. That's so fun. So, but it works. Like, and we have a good time. Yeah. What other questions did you have? I know you had more questions. Are you just trying to figure out what we didn't answer? I know. I'm just like, which one? I'm just like, which one should I go with? You know, I'm just looking at my document and I'm like, hmm, let's see. Well, I, I don't know if I told you, did I tell you that when... So I was scrolling through because it was kind of like, I like to look up people who I'm going to interview, you know, and I'm like scrolling through Instagram and my daughter, she was like right by me. And we got to, I don't know how, because it was from one from a while ago, but it was one of you and Joe and you were talking about Mario. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't call him that, but yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, and then my daughter, she just thought it was so funny. So you should. <laughs> so I, we were talking, I said, oh, my son really likes Mario. And Joe's like, what word did you just say? And I'm like, Mario. And he's like, who? And I'm like, Mario and Luigi. And he's like, you mean... Mario? I, I don't even know how to say it. You mean? He's like, you mean Mario? And I'm like, Mario. He's like, Mario. I'm like, Mario. So then we called... <laughs> My sister, your wife, my wife, your sister. Well, we called my, I, I, it's some of it's on the podcast. We didn't air it okay. all on the clip. We called my wife, my sister and my brother and all three of them. I'm like, it's blank and Luigi. They're like, Mario, Mario, Mario. And then Joe called people and they're like, Mario. So we had this whole fight about Mario and Luigi. Do you know, for like a month after that, people just sent me like voice recordings of them pronouncing the word Mario. <laughs> and they're like. I'm a speech pathologist. Like try holding your tongue against the top of your mouth. I'm like, yo, I'm 33. Like whatever I say is how I'm going to say it. You're I, like, I'm good now. Please don't give me speech <laughs> lessons online. Like I'm not starting speech now. It's too late in my life. Yeah. It was just so funny though, because I feel like if all those people are saying it that way, it's probably just a regional thing. It right? is. And like, that's the thing. It's yeah. just like, and Mario, and then it, I, then everyone's like, think about it. He goes, it's a me, Mario. 
you know, and I was like, oh, I guess it's not, it's me, Mario. <laughs> like, and then I'm like, it's like, he's banging on your door. Hey, it's me, Mario. Let me in. Like, but then like, I know a guy named Mario and he says his name, Mario. And like my, I have a student named Mario and he calls himself Mario, you know, like, and yeah. if I was like, hello, Mario, he'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> Why are you saying my name in French? Like, you know, like they wouldn't even funny. understand it. Yeah. Another series that I thought was so funny that you've been doing is that teacher influencer one. I think we, we talked about <laughs> it before we were recording though, but those are so funny. Like the classroom tour that you did. Oh, and like the, the classroom tour like, like became like really a big video of mine. But it, the truth is like, so I just looked around my room and I, one day I was like, I was like scrolling through Instagram and I'm like, wow, look at all these teachers, like who put so much time and effort into their classroom. And I just <laughs> looked around my room and I was like, this is disgusting. Like my room <laughs> sucks. Like I have a hole in the floor in my room. Like I was like, you know, I was like, what is this? Like all my walls are bare. Like I just have like loose leaf stapled to the bulletin board. And I was like, so I was like, let me do like a, those people do these classroom tours. But I was like, let me say it like with really sad, with a sad voice and just play sad music over it and just give a tour of my classroom. <laughs> and like people just loved it, you know, because it was like also it's yeah. so different than all my other videos. And it was just like, yeah. hey, guys, like this is a motivational poster. But like the posters crumbled up on the wall because like <laughs> it just crumbled over time. And I'm like, yeah, like it gets us motivated. Like we're ready to take on the day and like, but, and then, and then it just became like all these people were sending me things about like, Oh, you could buy like things from here, things from this website, things from this website. And then I was like, okay. And then I started doing like teacher influencer life videos. And it was, you know, like, Hey guys, like just using my brand new flare pen that I always use. And like, I was like writing and then I'm like, <laughs> link in the bio. And then all I was doing was linking it to tickets to my shows. So it was like, <laughs> so people were like looking for these freaking flare pens. And I'm like, yo, I don't do flare pen. I don't even own a pen. I pick pens and pencils up off the floor. Like, don't go by me. Like, so I'm That's like, so funny. I like to believe my, as myself as like the everyday, every man teacher who's just, who's doing all the stuff that Instagram tells you you shouldn't be doing. <laughs> Instagram is definitely its own thing. And you know, nothing wrong with those who want to go all out. No, I, 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 I envy love them. Pens, I, <laughs> I actually envy them because like my son's teachers are those people and it is the nicest yeah. thing in the world. And I'm actually mad at myself that I'm not like that. Like, I wish I could be more like that, but you know, I, I also travel multiple classrooms. Yeah. Like it's not like high school's different, you know, but it, oh, it totally but is. But like, it's just yeah. like, you know, if I had my own room, I would decorate it a little more, you know, but like, I, like I said, I wish I could be like my son teaches my son's like, dad, we have this and we have a, this corner and we have a reading nook and we have this. And I'm like, dude, I got blood on the wall. Cause there was a fight and they never <laughs> cleaned it. Like, it, oh man, you know, <laughs> we are living in different worlds. My son. So <laughs> Like, just stay little, okay? <laughs> yes, seriously. Okay, well, can you give us a sneak peek of what our members or anybody who's listening who might be considering joining us at the event, a little sneak peek at what they'll see from you at our Winter Educate and Rejuvenate? The sneak peek is what you guys have just listened to for the past 57 minutes. <laughs> this is That's true. Basically, you just should come to the show. The sneak peek is come to the show. And you will hear <laughs> the real versions of a lot of these things that we briefly spoke about. You will hear them, my real thoughts on them. But yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to just pick up and be like, here's a joke because, you know, it's going to be without any context. So yeah, they, that's true. You know, so just come to the set. If you enjoyed this podcast and you like Kelsey because she's so nice and she put all this together for you, then you should come. You should come. It's going to be so fun. And then where else can our listeners, like if they want to see you on tour, what info do you so have about that? So you can find me on Instagram, TikTok at standuprandazzo, stand like you're standing up, like you're standing up and then randazzo. Or like stand-up comedy, right? Oh yeah, or stand-up comedy, stand-up randazzo. <laughs> uh, if you want to see where I'm going to be, uh, you could go to gasperrandazzo.com, that's G-A-S-P-A-R-E randazzo r-a-n-d-a-z-z-o dot com 
and there's all my tour dates. I will be in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. I'm doing four shows in a row in Staten Island. I sold them all out, which is awesome. Good for you. So, yeah, thank you. Um, I will be in Austin, Texas. I will be in St. Louis. I will be in Boston with, I don't know if you know Jimmy Cash, the janitor with stamina, the guy who does all oh, the videos. Yeah. We will be doing a big, big show together, which is a lot of fun because he's just a really nice guy. Um, I will be in Rochester, New York, and hopefully I will be in a city near you soon. I will also be in Spokane, Washington. Oh, um, Spokane is amazing. Is it? I don't even, I couldn't even pronounce it till last night. Um, I'll be in <laughs> Vermont. I'll be in Philly. I will be in, I forgot I'm going to be in all these other places. I'll be in New Jersey. Um, yeah, so some of them, you know, just come on down to one of them. Yeah. Or if all you're of in them. any of those places, make sure to go. That'd be so much fun. Yeah. Or if you're like this couple I met a few days ago, I'm just going to this quick story. This couple I met, if this is the sneak pre preview, this is a review from this couple I met. They saw me in Manhattan. They loved the show and they've now traveled to three other places that I've performed. They, they take trips. So it's a husband and a wife. And they're like, we want to go on vacations and trips. So we're just kind of looking at where you're going to be. And then they travel to where I am, spend the weekend there, like base it around my show and then fly home or go home. I was like, I think you're my number one fan. That is the coolest thing. That is so I was cool. Like, I you got gotta, some... You're going to like sign their program or something. No, like we, we went out to dinner. <laughs> we went out to dinner one night. Like there, but like, I was like, this is like the coolest thing ever. Like that is really freaking nice. Yeah. Like you guys came to three shows like, and you traveled to them. Like that's wild That's to incredible. Me. Yeah. And like they traveled, traveled. It wasn't like, you know, like they flew to Buffalo. Like they went to Philly. They drove like four hours to Philly to come see me. Like, you know, so it was like pretty cool. I was like, and you went to dinner with them and everything. That's so Yeah, like, like it was just like, I was like, yo, you guys like went out of your way for me. Like, let me at least like buy you guys yeah. dinner. So I was like, yo, just don't order too much. I'm still a teacher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's where you can find me. But from Monday to Friday, from eight to two fifty, I'm in the classroom and you can find me there getting cursed out. That's awesome. Okay, if you live in any of those places, be sure to go to his website. Or if you want to make a trip like that husband yeah. and wife couple. Yeah, beat them out. One trip. We'll go out for dinner. <laughs> but if you want to just be able to enjoy it from the comfort of your own home, be sure to join us on December 29th. If you're already a member, you're already in. Ooh. If not, go to educateandrejuvenate.com. It's going to be a good time. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you guys for listening. If you're still listening. <laughs> Okay. Good night, everybody. Have or I guess night. whenever you're listening to it, I'm like, good night, but they might or be listening good day. Like, on their way to school or <laughs> good everything. Good everything. Actually, you know what, good guys? One. Have the day you deserve. There we go. That's a good ending. Okay. So if you're still listening, I'm hoping that means that you really enjoyed this interview. And if you did, be sure to join us at our winter break, educate and rejuvenate going to be so much fun. If you're already a member of wife, teacher, mommy club, you're in, you're registered. And if you're not, then you can join us for only $9. You'll get 50 resource downloads. You'll get to come to the event and our life coaching for a full month, such as like on December 20th, we're going to be talking about resting over the holidays and we've got some great ones coming in January too. So if you join us at the event, you get a full month of the experience, not just the event for only $9. And he is so funny as you just listened. We're going to have a full stand-up comedy show on Zoom. You'll get to interact with Gasper. You'll get to be in the comments. He even said he like hopes that he'll get to see all of your lovely faces. So it's going to be a great time. I would love for you to be there. And don't forget to leave a review on the podcast if you are enjoying this, as that could extend your club access for three months or give you three months if, you, if you're not joining us yet. Plus, you can get a stainless steel tumbler, and that is completely custom. You get to like have your name on it and then whatever quote you want on the other side for one-on-one coaching sessions with me and three months of Wife Teacher Mommy Club. We're going to pick one winner who leaves a review on the podcast and sends us a screenshot because remember, we can't. We don't necessarily know by your username if it's like orange peel one, two, three or something. We don't know that's you. So we need to, you need, need you to send us a screenshot. So just email us with your screenshot at hello at wifeteachermommy.com or send us a DM on Instagram at wifeteachermommy with your review and we will get you entered to win that giveaway. Okay. So 
that is it for today. I hope to see your face at Educate and Rejuvenate on the 29th. But before that, next week, I am going to be talking to you all about owning your wins this year because you have had so many. And I'm going to show you how you can look at that rather than beating yourself up, okay? Because I know we all need that reminder all the time. Make sure to hit subscribe if you haven't already so you get a notification when that episode goes live because it is content that I have polished and presented multiple times. It's basically close to my whole session that I did at our summer educate and rejuvenate that was voted the top session at the event. And it's not because of me, but it's because the concepts are game changing and they can really help you in your life. So hit subscribe and I will talk to you next week. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you're ready to take the next step with me, then you are going to love Wife Teacher Mommy Club. Our top-selling resources for pre-K through sixth grades have been used and loved by tens of thousands of teachers. And the club gives you one-click access to all of them to meet the needs of every child you teach while saving tons of time. Plus, you'll have our certified life coach in your back pocket with several monthly workshops and an Ask a Coach portal you can use 24-7. The combo of resources and coaching is our secret sauce to your best teacher life. Think of my team and I as your personal team, doing the lesson planning for you and on the sidelines coaching you and cheering you on as you focus on what you do best, impacting the children you teach. Plus, if you're loving this podcast, You'll also have access to our private podcast, Just for Members, where I continue the conversation with all of our guests with members-only bonus episodes. And don't forget the club VIP access to Educate and Rejuvenate, our summer conference, and our private Facebook community full of like-minded educators supporting each other. You do so much for everyone else, so it's time to invest in yourself. Your teacher friends' jaws will drop when they see just how quickly you finish your planning. Not to mention the glow of the happier, more fulfilled you. Head on over to wifeteachermommyclub.com to learn more.